Welcome to the AI Applied Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Grennan. And I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every week, we break down the latest in AI news, tools, interviews, and discuss how to apply AI into your career and life. Hey, Jaden, I am super excited. This was a week to end all weeks. We've had like three or four of these weeks, which have been unbelievable. Today, I want to talk about chat GPT, open AI. Are we, are we good with just like just laser focusing on that? Yeah, it's it's been an insane week, I think, for this topic. So I think there's so much going on. That's a great idea. Yeah, listen, I mean, here's the thing. So obviously, uh, you know, we had the dev day. We had all that stuff. We had uh, Logan Kilpatrick from OpenAI on. Uh, I thought he was phenomenal, uh, especially because he gave us a sense of um, what developers were looking at. But, you know, Jaden, you and I are huge OpenAI fans. I think a lot of people listening are too. Uh, obviously, the ChatGPT4 uh, Turbo, which is, you know, faster and better. The context window, I think, is huge. We can kind of go into that about, you know, where does, you know, does that even sort of like uh, allow people to even leave OpenAI? Like, what's the reason behind that? All that kind of stuff. So um, maybe we just start there for a second. On the context window, it's so big, it's so huge, and it's even reading it better. My, one of my things around Claude is that I love Claude. I know a lot of people who just absolutely love Anthropics. Claude, uh, sometimes when I've put in something really, really big, it tends to read the beginning and end better than it reads the middle. Curious to see how ChatGPT does this. But most of all, I kept hearing people saying, hey, if you have something really big, go over to Claude. Where does yeah. that leave Anthropic and Claude, Jaden? Yeah, I mean, I was a, I was the biggest proponent of that. I used Claude, but I... It, it's sad to say I feel like I used it out of like necessity, not because I like loved it. Not to say it's not good. Like they're doing good things and, and you know, it's a great model. Like I was impressed with the content, but like, yeah, it was whenever ChatGPT would be like, sorry, this is too long. I'm like, ah, okay, go over to Poe, throw it in Claude, get it. And I'm like, cool. Um, I think that the reason why ChatGPT did it obviously is because of that. Uh, there, you know, the reason why it wasn't like that out of the box is because it's just incredibly expensive, yeah, like expensive, right. throwing like that much content in there. They got to read through it all. It's just like way more compute. And they, they were trying to get away with being a little, like, I don't want to say stingy, but like that was the goal. And, uh, then of course, Anthropic sees as an opportunity says, Hey, look, we're going to be, have a way bigger window. And I think to Anthropic's, um, credit i think this was a really good move they did it at a good time and they got a lot of people to try out their model that might not have otherwise i think that's really the name of the game um in ai right now is you know if you're there's so much competition and of course open ai has the most money so if you everyone's kind of pushing for their advantage everyone's trying to you know figure out where they can fit into the thing into this grand scheme of things and that was anthropics like i think where they fit for a while now it's going to be a little bit more difficult so as far as where Anthropic's at, they have branded themselves as the safe AI, the good AI. And I've looked at some things like Anthropic's big thing is that they have constitutional AI. And I like the concept, but I think they have to go a lot further with it. They have kind of the idea of that where they want to bring Anthropic's Claude in the future. But I think it needs to be like, in reality, I need to be able to make my own constitution for my own AI before I'm going to be like really excited about that versus just using ChatGPT, which is good mass market and has a million features and it's constantly evolving. Yeah, gosh, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, because, I, you know, with the constitutional um, sort of model over, uh, you know, human feedback, I, you know, I love the values of it. it's built itself as this more ethical uh approach to it. But you're right. I mean, people sort of like want a personalized thing, number one. But number two, the big question, Jaden, is that this is a market, right? I mean, like, and 
you know, this is not a copyright issue where we're going to fall into legal, you know, gray areas where it's like, well, can we actually use Midjourney, which could be trained on copyright over Adobe, which says it's not trained on copyright, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So if this is just a market play, are people actually going to care that it's kind of a quote unquote more ethically trained model? I am not yet convinced no. of that. Now, 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 let's think kind of back to like the 50s and 60s when people didn't care about green uh, except for like the hippies. And now it's this huge play. And now people actually buy things because they're you know organic or green or more environmentally conscious. So maybe we're too early in that cycle. Uh, but that's one thing. Now, the other thing on Claude uh, is that I have heard a couple of people that I really trust over the last uh, week or so say they actually prefer Claude. They think it captures their voice better. So, and look, Jane, you know, I mean, all these AI rappers that, you know, were, were built and all of a sudden ChatGPT or rather OpenAI just kind of mowed them down. I'm not trying to make light of it. It's just like, holy cow, it felt like a little bit of a bloodbath, but also those were just like little tiny rappers. Like we're going to read a PDF or something like that with something like Anthropic and Claude. The big investors to the tune of billions are things like right Amazon, you know, Google. These are not organizations that are just like, this seems cool. Let's invest $4 billion. In. So they must see something in Anthropic and Claude. Do you think they're hedging their bets or is there something about Claude that you think is going to be coming down the pike? Um, okay, so like... Here's where I think Claude can win. And if anyone from Anthropic is listening, this is where I think you can win. I've talked to a lot of people and this is this is how I think they can do it. OpenAI is going to be the most mass market. They have the most money. I know Anthropic's catching up with funding, but like they've had the money from the beginning of the year. Anthropic's catching up, right? So it is what it is. Now, the way they can win, I think, is rolling out constitutional AIs to people on a personal level. Because like, and for those that don't know what it is, essentially Anthropic's thing is they build AIs that have a clear written constitution. Like, so you pretty much that's the model weights or the, the biases that go into the model um, are like clear and outlined and you know exactly what they are. They're like, we believe in X, Y, Z and those things get trained into the model. Now, the thing that people hate about open AI is, you know, they're like, well, it's like a black box. We don't know like what the biases or the, whether I like them or not, whatever. Right. And I think People aren't, it's not like people don't like what you could call quote unquote biases because another word for biases is, people say bias like it's a bad thing, but biases are your beliefs and they're your values, right? Those are your biases. So I have no problem with, let's say a bias in a model as long as it's my beliefs. I don't want OpenAI's beliefs in the model and I don't want Anthropic's even beliefs in the model. I don't want anyone else's beliefs in the model. I just want my own. And um is if they can roll out the constitutional concept on a personal level, so I can go and use Anthropic and say, here's like 50 things I believe to be true and I believe in, whether they're right or wrong. And like, this isn't for Anthropic to tell me what's right or wrong. That's kind of what I hate about. Sometimes when you use some of these AI models, like OpenAI notably, and you say, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? And it's like, sorry, I'm a large language model. This is where Elon Musk is going with Grok. You can ask it to make the recipe for cocaine and it will tell it to you and a lot of people think that's wrong and some people think it's it should be able to do that that's not for open ai to decide in my opinion like just let the people use it it's the internet it should be free so in my like libertarian mindset of things sometimes that's where i i lean towards and i think that's where anthropic can win if they want to be viable make constitutional ais on a personal level for people no matter what your beliefs are and uh you put in your beliefs it's gonna have biases based on your beliefs I would be much happier using that than a black box where it has the beliefs, like whether you like beliefs or biases or not, they're in there, but I would rather it be my own personal ones. And I think everyone would prefer that. And I think that's where Anthropic can win.
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like that's you know freedom of thought and freedom of speech, right? Sort of as distasteful as that might be to some people, thinking like, well, it's going to build something like really horrific, and they're yeah, yeah but that's what they're doing at home anyway, right? In their conversation. Yeah. So I agree. I love that. I do want to sort of see where uh, Anthropic and Claude goes. I do think like in Perplexity, sometimes I'll use Claude, sometimes I'll use uh, uh, GPT. If you have a pro subscription with Perplexity, uh, you can switch between the models, which is very cool. And Claude sometimes gets it right in a way that GPT uh, does not. So I still think Claude is, you know, kind of an, a one and one A. I don't think that they're so, tra you know, trailing so far behind. So I love that discussion. The other thing, though, Jane, we have to get into in this discussion, if we're talking chat GPT and the new features, are the GPTs. And I have just, even this morning, I was just trying to build one out. Uh, it was actually pretty great. I've heard some people saying, oh, it's not that, it's not that yeah, great. Yeah, what was your experience? So my experience was awesome. I'll just tell you what I did, right? So I'm at the uh, Stern School of Business. I'm in the Office of Student Engagement. And so we have uh, a team, but we always have sort of, you know, a pretty in-depth user manual for onboarding uh, new administrative aides, right? If this happens, this happens. We deal with all co-curricular things with MBA students, anything that's not mm -hmm. academic or career essentially, right? But there's just a ton with that when you have hundreds and hundreds of students. And so in the past, what it is is somebody would get that user manual and they'd flip through it, like literally flip through it if, you know, oh, we need to get somebody, you know, name tags or whatever, or we need to book a room for events. If they didn't understand something, they'd go to one of our teammates. And that just takes a lot of time. So I built this thing out. So full disclosure, I first tried to upload a PDF. It didn't upload, but I checked in with a couple of friends. People said, no, that's not normal. It should. I was like, okay, there's a little glitch right now. But what I did, which I thought was pretty cool, was because now the big context window, I took the 30 pages and just dumped the 30 pages in. I'm like, all right, can you read this? And it's like, yeah, I can read that. By the way, it's super user-friendly in terms of now I'm going to ask you this. What do you think of this? Now I'm going to ask you this. And it was like, create a logo. I'm like, I don't want that. I want it more purple. It's like, okay. So it was like, what do you want the tone to be? What so it talks you through it. You don't have to figure anything else out. But even when I dumped in 30 pages, it basically made it into a text file, which is really cool. I tested it out. It was outstanding. It's, it's pretty slow um, right now. But the idea just there was outstanding. I don't know if you've had any uh, experience with it yet. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I've, I've looked at it briefly. Haven't, haven't built anything out too crazy yet. I've seen a, a, a million demos. Um, I got to give you a big kudos, Connor, because I think you were right about something that I didn't, I, I didn't even always agree with you. I've heard you say it before. I'm like, ah, oh, just let him think it. But I think you're right about something. And that is, um, I've heard you say before, like, hey, you don't need to be like a prompt engineer. I never teach prompt engineering because of, I can't even remember all of your reasoning, but I think you're right about it. I recently just saw a project um, using the GPT store where essentially uh, what someone did is he is like a, he's a prompt engineer guy. And over the last year, he's built over 10,000 prompts. And a lot of them specifically are for mid journey and image creation. He built a GPT on the GPT store called mid journey prompt creator. And he, he dumped in his entire list of 10,000 prompts. And now you just tell it, Hey, give me a mid journey prompt for X, Y, and Z thing. And based off of everything that's in there, it's going to come out with one. And he posted, he, he had a video of him pasting those into mid journey and it was making amazing mid journey prompts. So the whole, you know, like someone has to be the prompt engineer, like someone had to put that content in there and he hasn't discovered everything. There's going to be a million things. The models are always advancing. Someone has to do it, but not everyone has to be able to do it. Um, there's going to be the tools that help bridge the gap it is someone has to figure it out. But then once it's been figured out, the tools will be built. So I think it's a very interesting area. And I think you did nail that one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, high praise, high praise. And, and look, you know, part of it is just 
uh, you know, kind of to your point, right? I mean, it's going to get, first of all, ChatGPT is going to get better at divining what you want, number one. But number two, on the on the prompting, I, I think that's true. But here's the other thing that I'm seeing, kind of to your point, right, is that other people are building this out. This isn't just about you build out your own uh, GPT, right? This is about seeing what other people are building out, which is going to happen when it hits the store and there's going to be a bazillion of them already. But I, I don't know if you've messed around with this, but even right now, uh, ChatGPT has built out a bunch of prompts or GPTs on their own, right? Kind of like starter ones. And even with that, Jaden, this is sort of the other soapbox that I get on. Uh, you know, I've talked, we've talked about this before a lot too. Why is ChatGPT sort of hard to use, right? It's because it's kind of like electricity, right? You've you ripped the user interface off. You're like, do it for anything. Whereas, you know, if you said, hey, this is a phenomenal tool for writing emails, people would be like, oh, great. Well, that's what they're already doing. If you yeah. go on there, I've tested them out a little bit. They have these GPTs. So instead of the starter questions like, well, do you want a recipe for uh, Thai chicken or do you want to dig a hole? Right? It's like, uh, neither one, right? But but now what they have is like the negotiator and we're going to help you negotiate. Another one they have is like a magic coloring book. If you want a coloring book, another one they have is like, if you want... And I'm like, wait, what is this? So I started clicking on those. And it's amazing because now instead of being like, well, I got to negotiate. How should I prompt it? What should I say? Now you just go to the negotiator. It's like, hey, I'm here. And obviously whoever at OpenAI is great at prompting wrote the prompt. So I just did one for the magic coloring book. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, hey, we have this Bernadoodle named Tully. And it because it has Dolly, it created a coloring book around Dolly. So I'm like, to me, this is really the future. It is putting it into tighter user interfaces. So instead of just saying, guys, use ChatGPT, you can ask it anything in the world. And instead saying, what do you want? Search for it and find it. Yep. And I think I think OpenAI 100% is going in the right direction. And I will be the first to say, I don't know if the GPT store is going to be a big hit. Um, I don't know. That might sound controversial because I, I think they're going in the right direction with it. The, the reason being the uh, their plugin store was a bit of a flop. Mm -hmm. um, Depending on how they pull off the GPT store, I think depends on a lot of its success. But here's what they did get right. And here's, they got right that people want the tighter user interface and they want to use individual tools. Now, we obviously are big on AI. And so, and probably a lot of people that are listening are like, AI is everything. So we're like, this is how the world's going to go. How the world will probably go because of how the world is currently going is that I'm going to, people are going to search for, people are going to, because of everything happening in AI, people know the capabilities are there roughly. They don't know necessarily how to always do it, but they're going to go to Google and they're going to search for um, negotiator AI or like tool to help me negotiate. They might not even say AI, right? It's going to be probably like a Google search. And if the GPT store is able to rank in Google, I'll be interested because you have to log in to use the tools. I don't know if they will. If they're smart, they'll allow it to be indexed by Google, regardless of whether they're ranking or not. There's going to be millions of tools built. And I mean, there's already a lot out there, but there will be like whatever's in the GPT store will be standalone apps on standalone websites with a marketing team behind them that's creating content and articles and blog posts and videos that drive traffic. And the concept of the GPT store with the tighter user interface on those tools will be very popular. So I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if the GPT store is the place that this takes off, but the capabilities that the GPT store enable that will that is a popular that's a that's a winner that's a product market fit viral everyone will use these tools i'm not sure 100 percent where the place is that they will use them um but i think that that's the right direction phenomenal i love that i think that's phenomenal i hadn't even thought of that guys if you are not again if you don't have a pro account you can only use this if you have a pro account 20 bucks a month jade and i say it every episode public service announcement do this 
Uh, Jaden, uh, I'd say we wrap this up with just a plea for people to use this. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's gonna, it'll help you in so many ways. So get on that. But thanks so much for listening. Um, make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. 